If you have your Bibles uh, with you this morning, we'll be in the book of John, and we'll be in John chapter 10. If you have your Bibles, John chapter 10, and we will start with verse 29. And if when you get to John chapter 10, verse 29, if you would please stand, if you can, to pay reverence to the reading of the Word of God. John chapter 10. Verse 29. In John chapter 10, verse 29, the Word of God says this. It says, My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I am my Father. I and my Father are one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do you stone me? It says this in verse 33, The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. And because that thou being a man, makest thyself God. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for allowing us once again to come together, Lord. We uh, have enjoyed our Sunday school lesson, enjoyed the singing. Lord, we pray that we've done all things in accordance with Thy will. And Lord, Father, now I ask You to just take these unclean lips. Lord, take uh, uh, me as a sinful man, Lord, and anoint me. Lord, use this scripture, Lord, that we've studied uh, uh, this week. Uh, help us to exalt You and to lift You up, Lord, that You are worthy to be lifted up, Lord, Father, this morning. We thank You for uh, hanging on the cross for us, Lord, for paying that sin debt, Lord, and forgiving my sin. Lord, as a lowly sinner, just continue to watch over this church and the ones that make it up this morning. In Jesus' name I ask, amen. Now in uh, uh, John uh, chapter 10, uh, if you read John chapter 10, it's got a lot of things in it. And I like John chapter 10. I like the book of John as a whole because uh, I enjoy studying and looking at the I Ams of Jesus, which is uh, quite a few of those are in John. And John has a lot of good writings, but... Uh, John here in chapter 10, if you, if you start at the beginning, you'll see that uh, uh, Jesus is the door. You'll find I am the door. And a little bit after that, you'll find I am the good shepherd. Uh, and then after that, you'll see this piece of scripture where uh, Jesus is talking uh, to some of the Jews. Now, it says in verse 29 where we started, he says that my father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. It follows that up in verse 30, and he says, I and my Father are one. Now, I could not find it in Scripture. You might be able to show me after church or look it up somewhere. I could not find in Scripture anywhere where point blank, very clearly, Jesus says, I am God. Now, I haven't found that. Now, we know in studies and a lot of the things that he says, uh, we even talked about it last Sunday in Sunday school, and that's what made me get on this all week long, uh, was thinking about how he is God. And he says here in this piece of Scripture, he says uh, in verse 29, My Father which gave them me is greater than all. No man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. And then in verse 30 he says, I and my Father are one. And then it says in verse 31, it says, And then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. And I really noticed a big word in that verse that I had never noticed reading John chapter 10 and never had really thought about a whole lot is the word again. And now there's only two places in Scripture, uh, studying that, looking at that this week, that the Jews rose up 
with stones against Jesus. Now, I want you to realize that when the Jews rose up with stones, when they started picking up stones, uh, uh, they weren't just going to try to maybe hurt Jesus. Uh, uh, they decided right then and there, Jesus is about to die. Uh, for what he just said. What he said is not acceptable uh, to us, period. And what he says deserves death. In so many ways, that's what that means. Now, the Jews took up stones again. Now, what does that mean? They had done it before. And there's only two places in Scripture where they take up stones to kill Jesus Christ. In John chapter 8, if you back up two uh, whole chapters, you'll find John chapter 8, uh, verse 58... Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. And what did the Jews say to that? If you look at John chapter 8, verse 59, it says that they took up stones uh, to kill him. Now, why would they take up stones uh, uh, just for making a simple statement that says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, before Abraham was, I am. What Jesus was saying in so many words, he says, I am the one in the book of Exodus. Hey, we've been studying in Sunday school. I am the one that spoke through the burning bush. I am the one that said I am. I am the one that is Alpha and Omega. I am the one that's been from the very beginning. So they took up stones to kill him. Only two places in Scripture that Jesus shows that he was worthy of death. And those two places in Scripture that shows that the Jews rose up to stone him, was in two instances that Jesus referred to himself as God the Father. Yeah. I am is God, yes. and who else did he say is my Father and me are equal? Yes, sir. He claims to be God in two different places, and that was worthy of the Jews to take up stones and to kill our Savior. Yes, now, if you look at that and you, you read that, he answered them, and many good works have I showed you from my Father, for which works do you stone me? Uh, uh, surely the, the things that I've done is worthy to kill me. Uh, I've done such nice things. Hey, Jesus came and uh, he did great things uh, uh, here on this earth. Uh, surely something that I've done is worthy to kill me. Surely uh, picking some wheat walking through a, through a, through a pasture was uh, worthy to kill me. No. What do they say to him? The Jews answered him saying, For a good work we stone thee not. It ain't nothing that you've done. It's nothing that you physically have accomplished. But for blasphemy and because thou being a man, make thyself God. Yes, sir. Now the Jews wanted to kill Jesus with stones on two occasions, only recorded in the book of John. And in the book of John, you have those two occasions that they wanted to kill him only because he made himself known to be God. Yes, sir. I am God. Yes. Okay? So what's more interesting about this, uh, in both instances, now it's amazing in chapter 8, uh, some of how that reads blows my mind. It says that they took up stones to kill him, and it says in so many words, it says that he pretty much walked by them in the midst of them and walked out. Yep. I don't know how you walk by people that's taking up stones to kill you and get out alive, uh, but that's what the Son of God did. Uh, that's what God in the flesh did. Uh, he just walked on by and praise the Lord. Uh, I'm glad that in Scripture... Uh, 
Uh, Jesus never had a hand laid on him. Uh, uh, Jesus was never beat or, or spat upon uh, until he laid down his life for us, uh, until he left the Garden of Gethsemane. Uh, that's when he started really paying the debt uh, that he had to pay for us. Uh, but more interesting in John chapter 8, uh, when he says that I am the I am, uh, and in John chapter 10, uh, I am the door, I am the good shepherd, and I am the Father are one. I am God. The Jews took up stones to kill him, said, you blasphemy. You're saying that you are God. But what does Jesus say? You know, if I would have said something and misspoke, I might have apologized. Now, Jesus, if he would have misspoke, if somebody accused him of doing something, he would correct them. In John chapter 10, he never corrects them on what he didn't say. You know why? Because that's what he said. He is God. He never corrects them in Scripture in understanding that he is the I am and he is God the Father. Now, I want you to realize who Jesus is this morning. Now, we've preached who is Jesus all month long. And I have, I don't know if you've liked it, but I have loved looking at who is Jesus. And you know, I've been thinking about that a lot here lately. And really, who is Jesus is really the title of any message that probably comes from a pulpit. If a message does not somehow start with Jesus, have Jesus in the middle, or have Jesus towards the end, or have some kind of pointing to a cross, or having bloodshed, or having forgiveness of sin, y'all probably need to vote and get me out from behind the pulpit because that's what preaching is. It is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus. So from now on, we can just say every message is about who is Jesus. I may not stay on that exact topic after today, but we want to focus today on who is Jesus, and He's God. Jesus is God. We talked about it last Sunday during Sunday school. We discussed that Jesus is the Son of God. Now, I know for a fact that God is a spirit, and we must worship Him in spirit and truth. It says that the Holy Spirit came down to Mary, and Mary conceived Jesus. It doesn't really mean that God, that Jesus is a, a Son of God. A, a spirit and a, and a woman cannot go together and have a child. I'm glad that God can form man from the dust of the ground. He can do whatever He wants wants to. He formed a perfect womb and a perfect child and a virgin Mary and was born and he came in not just as the son of God but truly in the power of God. Now a son of a king walks into a place. Uh, I want you to realize the son of the king is respected when he walks into a room. And in a kingdom when the son walks in, uh, he truly has the exact same power that papa has. If somebody wants to scold a little boy, a young man, a grown adult, uh, the son of the king has all power to execute people, uh, to take over certain things and to do certain things. Uh, uh, Jesus came not truly as a, a, as a son as we understand my son, your children, he came with the same power that Jesus came, or that God has. I'm glad today that Jesus has the attributes of God. Amen. We're going to go through some of them. In John chapter 1, verse 1, the very beginning of John says this, says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. What that shows us is the attribute that Jesus has that is God-like that shows that Jesus is eternal. Yes. 
Jesus has been in the very beginning. There is scripture that says that all things were made by him and for him, and no things are made that were not made because of him. Okay? Jesus is eternal today. That's an attribute of God. In John chapter 5, verse 22, John 5, 22, it says this, For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. I want you to realize that Jesus is the judge of all people. He has a God-like attribute that says He is the judgment of everybody in this world. So He's eternal. He has all judgment. In John chapter 1, uh, verse 48, uh, we have another attribute. In John 1, uh, 48, it says, that Nathanael said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. I really was thinking about that study in this. Uh, I'd like to think that he had a little old tree on part of his property. That maybe that tree he went to his whole life to go think. That was a place that he went and he spent some time thinking about things. I don't believe Jesus ever walked by him sitting under that tree. I, I believe he went out that tree and had peace with God. And I believe that Jesus knew about that tree because he knows all things. That is called omniscience. He knows everything. That's an attribute of God. Ain't it powerful? Ain't it scary today to know that God knows everything about you? He knows why you are here this morning. He knows what you did yesterday or what you did last night. He knows what you did 10 years ago. Praise the Lord. He knows who we are. We can't run from Him. We can't hide things from Him. It ain't like starting a new relationship and lying to a girlfriend or boyfriend for years and then finally figuring out who you are. It ain't like developing a friendship and uncovering all these horrible things or things that they've done. He knows you. Jesus is God in that He knows all things. Another attribute of Jesus Christ is in Matthew 28, 18. The Word of God says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. That's called omnipotence. Jesus has all authority. He has all power. The same way that God formed man from the dust of the ground. That day that Jesus was sitting there uh, uh, stirring up some dirt, thinking about some stuff, He could have formed a man from the very dust of that ground if He wanted to. Jesus had all authority and all power. You know, I believe just as Satan told him that if he would have casted himself off the top of the temple to try to kill himself, that angels would have came down and caught him. And he says, oh, we should not tempt the Lord thy God. I 100% believe that he could have called 10,000 angels. He could have carried himself away. I think that before he was put on the cross, uh, he had all authority to stop everything and to change the future forever. He didn't have to go on a cross for us. He had all authority to defeat death, hell, and the grave. You know, it wasn't a cross that killed him. He got up on that cross and he says, Under you I commend my spirit. Hey, the people didn't kill Jesus. He gave up his life because he loves us. Amen. That's an all-powerful, authoritative, omnipotent God. Yes, sir. That is Jesus Christ. In Matthew, two verses over, chapter 28, verse 20. It says, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, it says this, 
I am with you always. Even unto the end of the world. He's eternal. He's he's the judge. He's the omniscience. He's the the one that claims to have authority. He's also the one that will be with us forever. And uh, that's called omnipresence. (laughs) That's when He is everywhere, all the time, from the beginning unto the end. That's the Godship that Jesus claimed. I'm glad today that if we want to question who is Jesus this morning, we understood last week He was the greatest gift, a little baby born in a manger. Hey, but today, He's the one that is omnipresent. He's the one that has omniscience. He's the one that's omnipotent. He's the one that's judging. He's eternal, and He'll be with us forever. Praise the Lord today. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, is another attribute of Jesus Christ. 13.8 says this, Is Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever? Now what does that tell us, another attribute of Jesus Christ? He's unchangeable. Something that can't be changed. What He says, He has spoken. We have to understand today that Jesus Christ is God. Jesus Christ, when we pray, we need to be praying in the name of Jesus Christ because that's who I'm praying to. We need to be thanking Jesus Christ because Jesus is the one that came and saved my soul. Yes, sir. Jesus is the one that came and, as God and became flesh yeah. so that we could be saved. Amen. He is God. He has the attributes of God. More interestingly, through Scripture, he has the names of God. In the New Testament, and I won't go through all of them because there's too many to mark, (laughs) but I made sure to make sure I wrote a lot of them down. He is called in the New Testament Scripture, Alpha and Omega, Lord, Savior, King, Judge, Light, Rock, the Rock, Redeemer, the Shepherd, the Creator. He's even in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 8, he is called God in Hebrews. Only place I could find where it said directly. Yes, sir. He's God. We have to understand, my goodness, at the power of the Savior that we're worshiping this morning. Yes, sir. So many people teach that, well, he's part man, he's part God. He, he, he's a man that lived good enough that he became a deity. And he was a great uh, uh, spiritual leader, okay? Now, I hope that none of y'all think that, but there's a lot of religions... I call them that. There's a lot of ideas. There's a lot of theologians that try to teach us that Jesus is only a man that became something else. I want you all to know this morning that Jesus was God from the manger to the cross. And Jesus is God from the cross to ascension. And guess where he's at? He's on the throne sitting right next to God. He is God. He is the flesh. He is the forgiveness. He is the bloodshed that had to happen. He is the love that we had to be shown that we should show other people. He is the correction. He's the difference in society that we have to be. He had no reason to come from glory and die for us. I can't imagine why God sitting on the throne said, I'm going to come in the flesh to save those people that hate me. That I'll come to those people that hate me, will continue to hate me, will turn their backs on me. I'll take 12 men, I'll call them, one of them will sell me for silver, and the other 11 will desert me when I'm on the cross. 
After I die, I will raise from the dead. I will come back. And guess what they'll do? They'll follow me for a while and then they'll go fishing. Yes, sir. That's the God that stood up on glory and said, I'm going to come down and save them. That's an all-powerful God. Jesus is God. He has the attributes. He's got the names. Praise the Lord. But I'm glad he's got the deeds. Jesus has got the deeds. He can say he's God all he wants to. That don't make nobody God. I can stand up here and say I am the Son of God. I am the Christ. I'd be lying to you. A lot of people, the Jews especially, look at this and say Jesus was a liar. He was a false teacher. He was a good man, but he, he was not truly the Son of God. He was not truly God in the flesh. He could have called himself all these different names and people gave him nicknames. You give me a nickname, you can call me Wayne Huddleston all you want to. I'm not Wayne Huddleston. You can call me Kim Stone. Go over there with your mom. You can call me whatever you want to. And it's a word, I can call myself stuff. It don't make me that. Jesus called himself, I am the Father in one. He has all these names given to him. He has scripture calling his out. But you cannot deny what he did. Okay? Jesus did miraculous things. He turned water into wine as his very first miracle. Something that none of y'all are going to do. <laughs> the first thing he did is impossible. Okay? He cast out an unclean spirit. He healed a leper. He raised the widow's son from the dead. He stopped a storm. He cured a paralyzed. He raised the ruler's daughter from the dead. He cured a woman with the issue of blood. He gave sight to two different blind men. He gave speech to one that could not speak. He restored a withered hand. He fed 5,000 and probably two times. He raised Lazarus from the dead after he'd been dead for four days. He caused a tree to wither by speaking to it. He was on a boat, and he said, peace be still, and he stopped a storm. Is that not God? How can a man tell these storms to stop storming? How can a man speak to a man dead for days and say, come on out, Lazarus, for you need to come see me? He gave blind people sight. He went to the pool of Bethesda to somebody that had been lame their entire life and said, I take up your bed and walk. And what did he do? He took up his bed and walk. If you don't realize the power of an almighty God that came in the flesh, He is God. Now we have the Trinity. I'm not trying to do away with the Trinity. We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But praise the Lord, Jesus is God. Holy Spirit is God. God is Jesus. And God is the Holy Spirit. They're all in one. Yes, sir. Well, that's hard to understand. It is. It's hard to understand how that works. Jesus has the deeds, the things that He's done, to claim the Lordship. Yes, sir. Peter smote off one of the People's ears there in the Garden of Gethsemane. Yeah. I don't know if y'all realize this. If I cut somebody's ear off with a sword, I probably wasn't aiming for their, for their ear. Yeah. But Peter cut off his ear. And I don't know exactly how it happened, but the Lord, it says the Lord reached over and he restored him his ear. His ear just came back. Does that make any sense to y'all? He does impossible things. Yes, he does God things. Yes, things that only God can do. We've seen them in our lives. The day that I got saved, I saw something in my own life 
that nobody could do. Yes, sir. I couldn't do it. I've seen something in people's lives. If you've been in church very long, I hope you've seen salvation. I've seen some of the most horrible people, bad people that we consider just horrible, accept Christ and become different. We look at that and say, that's impossible. We've seen people riddled with drugs, addicted to drinking, beating their wives or spouses, and all these horrible things, and we see them accept Christ. Yes, I've seen it. Yes. You say, there's no way. We see people each and every day that if they follow Jesus Christ, they've changed. Well, I'll look back to when I was 16, 17 years old, 15, well, I've changed. Yes, sir. Why? I've become something that was impossible with only myself. Jesus is God. You know, He did all those miracles. Nothing takes the bait of being dead in a tomb and raising your own self. There's nobody that's ever done that. There's been Elijah and Elisha that's raised the dead. There's been other people that's committed these wonderful acts and, and done all these just amazing things, but I've never read of anybody being dead in a tomb and raising their own self. Ain't it good to know that Jesus is God? Yes, sir. He is all-powerful. He has the deeds. He has the names. Praise the Lord. And we, He has the attributes. He sounds like God. He looks like God. He smells like God. Yeah. He's got all the things He's got to have. Oh. I'm glad today that if you don't know Him, He came and He died for you. I'm glad that he was 100% man to go on a cross and literally die on that cross. He was 100% God to sit in that tomb and raise himself from the dead. Yes, he sir. defeated death, hell, and the grave. I'm glad he was just as much God that he could ascend himself up through the clouds. Yes, you ever heard of somebody levitating through clouds and going home to glory? That don't happen, folks. That's crazy talk. That's God talk. Yes, That's God in the flesh. If we don't truly know who Jesus is today, he is the God of this world. He formed it. He spoke it. He was there in the beginning. It was the spirit of him that moved across the waters uh, that was void and without life. Uh, he's the one that spoke light into existence and it became. Uh, he was the one that formed all the animals. Praise the Lord. Uh, he is the Alpha and the Omega. That's Jesus. Amen. He's the one that when they was looking for somebody to open that book in Revelation, he was the only one that could do it. He was the only one that could come and die for us and save us of our sins. He was the only one that could fulfill all the prophecies. He's the only one that could be that perfect gift. Jesus is God. Amen. If you want to know who you need today, I can't think of anything else you need. Yes, sir. We try to have everything else. We, we do. We try to have the, the nicest cars, the nicest families, uh, loving get-togethers. You, hopefully you've had Christmas and you've been around some people. And I, I hope that you have. If you haven't, I'll give you an extra hug when you leave. I can be with you and love you if you didn't get loved. But I want you to know something. Somebody came that loved us so much more than I could ever love you. Yes. Somebody came and let, laid down his life, was hunted in early childhood, was wanted, was, the Jews wanted to kill him at least twice, and we know that when he went and was put on the cross, the reason that they put him on the cross was because he said he is God. Yes, sir. Our Savior died because of who he was. He died because of who he said he was. Yes. And I'm glad today that he is who he said he was. Yes, sir. He is 
the Son of God. Amen. He is the one that came instead. Yes. He's the one that did away with the law. He's the one that when he died, the temple veil was ripped from where? The top to the bottom. He didn't reach down to the bottom and pull it up. He went from the top down. I'm glad today that if you don't know who Jesus is, he's God. Yes, sir. As I get a verse of some song ready this morning, and as you think this morning about who Jesus is, now we've had prophecy fulfilled. We've had life. We've had joy giver. Last Sunday we had the best gift ever. All those things sound nice. They do. But who is really who is Jesus? He's God. Yes, sir. Who is Jesus? He sent the comforter to us. Yes. We got the Holy Spirit. If you're being convicted this morning, it's that Holy Spirit that's that's convicting you. I'm glad Jesus is on the throne. He don't come down here no more. He's already came down here. He's already died. He's already paid the price. It's not Jesus himself dealing. It's the Holy Spirit pulling up that old heart, saying that you need to get right with God. You need to go to a place. You need to accept me. You need to cry out. You need to uh, repent from your wicked ways. Call upon my name. That's all he asks. You love him. Believe in him. Turn your life over to him. I, there's so many people that think they're too far gone. They've, they've done enough bad things. There's no way that God will forgive me. But I know He's God. Yes, sir. I know Jesus has got all power to reach down and help you. Yes, I know that He's got all power to wash away your sins by the blood that was shed on Calvary. Yes, sir. I know that He's so much God, He didn't stay buried. Right. Only man that's ever been buried and He's back alive. That's the God that we serve. Who is Jesus this morning? He's God to you. And who better else to help you than God? That's right. As we stand, what page you got?